The following is a member of the Burke Reviews podcast family. BurkeReviews.com Hey everyone, it's John Burke. You know how much I love movies. And if you're listening to this podcast, there's a good chance you love movies too. And what we do here at Burke Reviews costs a little bit of money. It doesn't cost a fortune or anything, but none of us are rich. And that's where you come in. You can support BurkeReviews.com by either subscribing to our Patreon, where you can give a set amount to us monthly, a dollar, three dollars, five dollars, and ten dollars. And we're not asking you to just give us your money. You get perks for uh, signing up on our Patreon. You can go over to patreon.com slash Reviews and see exactly what those perks are. You can go to BurkeReviews.com and click on the Patreon link and it'll take you right there. Um, but if you're not willing to commit to a monthly donation, which we totally understand... There's an option to just donate one time. Uh, If you go to BurkeReviews.com, on the right side of the page, you're going to see a donate button. And through PayPal, you can donate us any amount of money you wish um, for doing that. We will read your name on uh, the next episode of the podcast, whether it's Burke Reviews Movie Club or Top 5 Movies after the donation is made. um, With uh, our truthful, heartfelt thanks. Um, Not to mention that one of the, the perks of being a subscriber is you get... Um, your name on our website as a uh, supporter of BurkeReviews.com. Um, it's hard to believe it's already been two in, two years and we're into year three already. Um, you know, we love what we do and we hope you love it too. So thanks for listening. Um, thanks for the support. And back to this podcast. Top five. Movies. Movies. Top five. Hey everyone, welcome to Top 5 Movies. It's your host, John Burke. With me this week, as always, Corey Starr. Hello, hello. And Michael Sanchez. Hello. Oh, I don't get the eyes always. Uh, <laughs> it's, oh, no, I have to. I mixed them up next time. That way you'll be the as always. But it is to both of you. Um, no, but it's true. true. I have a missed without ex- excuse notes. Uh, well, that's that's true. I, I guess as always is kind of a bit of a lie because I, uh, in fact, I just recorded an interview episode that will be dropping next week where it's just me um, and the person I'm interviewing. I'm not interviewing myself because that would be <laughs> I feel like you should totally uh, do that in the future, though, yeah, if you have our friend getting a guest. Just do different voices. Like, let's see how, yes. do I have a range? I don't think so. Like the we'll girl from out. pizza. Yes. <laughs> um. But this week, folks, we're going to be talking about our favorite Marvel movies. Now, this is not to say Marvel Studios. These are movies about Marvel characters by any studio from any year. Um, So it could be anything, uh, basically. But this is all in honor of Black Panther, which comes out uh, this weekend. So um, are either of you planning on seeing Black Panther in theaters? I would like to. um, But, you know, my intentions are always... However, they are. Well, I, I want to, but I know. I think Sci-Fi Barto is going to have a Friday night thing, and so it really depends what happens. Well, I mean Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I will be going Thursday night, um, as per my norm. Uh, I am a little concerned that it might be uh, busier than normal there, though. So I am, you know, like, oh, <laughs> I hope it's not sold out because I don't want to pre-order my ticket, but because you can't use Movie Pass to do that, and I would prefer to use Movie Pass. So, um. But I'm definitely I'm going to see it this weekend for sure. Uh, Corey, what are your thoughts? I mm, probably not. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, 
I I will say. I guess she's being honest. She is, yeah. and she's not. Uh, she has not been a big comic book movie fan. I would say, um, which I don't know how hard this list was for you to make. I guess not too hard. <laughs> yeah, it took like two minutes. Thank gosh for other. Like I found the Marvel movies, a website. Uh, I got yeah. my DC movies ready. <laughs> Are we doing a DC list too? We are not on the ball this week. Not not, oh, any, no. not today, and not anytime uh, soon, because there's nothing nothing currently scheduled. I think Aquaman might come out this year, but that's like at the end of the year. Um, but and uh, I haven't even watched the trailer yet for Venom, but I really like Tom Hardy. Mm. But that would be DC, right? No, that's also no. Marvel. No, it's Marvel. Yes. Oh, that's right. Because somebody was talking. Isn't he in another Marvel movie as somebody else? Who Hardy or? Ah, uh, never mind. Okay, yeah, Hardy was Bane in the Christopher Nolan Dark Knight Rises, um, which is a DC film. As Batman, they were talking about. Uh, one of my coworkers was talking about. I still like him as Bane. I don't care what anybody says. I do too. Okay, but uh, um, now Venom was in Spider Man Three, the Sam Raimi Spider Man Three. So that could have been what you heard. Also, I'm not sure. Um, I don't believe Hardy has been in a Marvel movie, although no, he's been on Star Trek. He's been in the DC. He's been. I thought one of my coworkers was saying he's much more into like those movies than I am. That I thought he was talking about him, but he could have been talking about some other. But that he's in. This actor is in one movie, and now that Disney or some other somebody else owns this other property, now he's like playing two characters in like the same universe, kind of. Mm. So maybe it's not Venom, but it's some other. Yeah, sorry. No, it's okay. I'm trying to think because I I don't I can't recall now. Chris Evans, um, it has been uh, the Human Torch. He's been Captain America, and he's also been um. He was in well. He's in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, but that's not a Marvel property. I can't think. I feel like he was something else. So maybe just those two Marvel characters. But nevertheless, we don't want to spend too much time thinking about all these random things. But we're going to be um, getting into these. And I have to say, uh, in prepping this, I I think I am starting to feel a little bit of superhero movie fatigue. Um, what? Yeah, and I never thought that would happen to me. But like, I'm excited for Black Panther because it looks different. I'm a big fan of Ryan Coogler and Michael B. Jordan. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, it is another Marvel movie, and I have, you know, in uh, Mar- no, in May, we get Deadpool 2, which I'm excited about, and Avengers Infinity War, which I'm excited about, but still, in uh, July, we then get Ant-Man and Wasp. That means we're going to have three Marvel movies before the halfway, well, just after the halfway point, um, but within six months of each other. And that's a lot of four. I'm sorry, four. Deadpool 2 is not a Marvel Studios film, but it is a Marvel character. So four Marvel movies. And there's an X-Men movie coming out this year. Um, and they push, they push New Mutants back to 2019. Um, uh, so kind of thank bad. goodness. Yeah, not a good sign that they're pushing it back. But there there's a lot of speculation as to why. And it, some of it is just over the Disney-Fox merger um, that may or may not happen. And then... <gasps> no, I want it to happen. Well... Yeah, but um, you know, there's also there's just there's just so many, and I, I I like them, but it is like, you know, it is more of the same, and 
not always. Marvel's done a good job of like you know some of the movies are very different than the others. Like Ant Man was much the heist movie, and um, Thor Ragnarok was much funnier than the other films. But at the same time, it's still you know always superhero and they're always interconnected which is cool but at the same time it's a little exhausting um like if i wanted to prep to watch black panther i would really need to watch at the very least civil war but really i'd need to go back to at least age of ultron and rewatch a couple of the other films um for infinity where i technically need to watch all of them again and that's just not going to happen there's uh. you know, way too much time um invested there so i don't know but uh, you know, um, you could always watch Fifty Shades, the whole Caboodle again. Yeah, and just prep for death. I, ha- I have not watched the first two ever. I did watch the most recent one, and it's awful. And uh, kind of validated my point of view, having not seen them beforehand. So, um, yeah, they're not good. But uh, I did see Maze Runner, A Death Cure, which I did like. So, side note. but Really? Yeah. Really? I like the other two. I mean, I don't think they're like amazing. I don't even movies. remember the second. I don't even. Re- I I remember the first one. I don't. I don't. I don't remember the second. I at I think all. the second one, unlike most trilogies, I think the second one is the weakest of the trilogy. Um, maybe not most trilogies, but unlike the uh, Star Wars format, right, where like Empire right. is the best. Uh, I think Score Trials is the weakest. Um, Death Cure, I think, does a good job of of kind of closing, you know, wrapping everything up and. Um, it's long, but it it didn't it didn't feel long, but it's like two hours and twenty minutes, so it was an investment of my time yesterday. But um, not to, not we digress. Uh, we're gonna get right into our list this week. Um, because you know it, it's how we do this. So, um, we're gonna be going in order: Mike, me, and then Corey. Yay! First, okay. but before we and do that, we... oh, go ahead, oh. Corey. Um, so if we have the same one, are we? Gonna go ahead and talk about it right away when like yeah. we talk about yours. Okay. Aubrey, is that is that what the go? Is that what we're gonna do? Is that what, yeah? That's fine. I don't care. We can do it that way. Okay. Um, and then uh, but Corey has a spoiler warning. Guys, go to burkerviews.com. Check out each of our top five movies if you don't want us to spoil these. Otherwise, full steam ahead. You've been warned. All right, and then before we get into Mike's list, especially Corey and I have to say how many of his movies we think we're gonna see. I believe we're tied last uh, time. How are we going to do this? Because uh, I was going to try to reach, but there's not much to reach. Theatrical, it's kind of hard to. Yeah, and well, here's the thing. Do... I'm going to say five. Oh, geez. Oh, well, but, uh, let's see. Um, all right. So, why don't we do this? Why don't we change it and see if you can guess placements of certain ones? Oh, that's that's. I feel like that's impossible. Because <laughs> I don't gamble. All right, how about the top two? How about the top two? I mean. But still, like, there's so many that you could have pulled from. I'm not sure. I know. I think I know which ones you've seen, but I, I, I don't know I confidently. Know, but think, of, th- think of numbers wise when I pull some really strange ones from a lot, much larger pool. Yeah. I, I mean, I I don't know. I, I feel like that I would have needed this is a more weird time. One. This is a weird one. It is because it's a very limited pool of movies. Um, that's why I figured I would say I've seen all five. Um, and I think that's. I don't think I can miss. Unless you have seen Roger Corman's Fantastic Four, um, and that's on your list because I think it's the only one I haven't seen. <laughs> um, so I thought I was going to go big and say five, and of course you could just say one, and then again we're, we'll be tied at the end of this one, uh, two two. In theory, I'm I'm going to go with. Ooh, I was I'm going to go two. Okay, 
I think we'll keep it. It's gonna go to three. The normal only because I don't want to sit here dwelling on it for five minutes. <laughs> I have no idea um, what I would pick for your one and two, and I would have to sit and think about it. So I don't want to delay our time or make the listeners listen to to me thinking, which I'm sure sounds awful. So, uh, <laughs> with that in mind, uh, Mike, you are gonna start us off. So, what is your number five Marvel movie? <gasps> All right, so right away, I think my number five is going to be a point of contention because of the casting of the main character and even maybe some of the supporting characters. Um, I went with 2002's Spider-Man, and I feel like we've had a discussion before about poor Tobey Maguire (laughs) playing Spider-Man, Peter Parker. And, you know, at the time, maybe he wasn't – what was it? Is it the Spider-Man we needed? But Deserve, I don't know. And, <laughs> we didn't deserve see, and really, poor poor Tobey Maguire's career is overall just kind of tanked. And I know Leonardo DiCaprio is a friend of his; it's helped him out on a couple occasions. That's why I think that's part of why he was in Gatsby. Gatsby. Yeah, something like that. So for me, Sam Raimi's involvement sold me for sure. Uh, sadly, it's in my number five. I don't feel this version has aged very well, and the franchise has been redone twice now and that's not even counting the 1970s made for tv treatment to be honest that blew my mind that just blew me away at the time and if you've not seen that you'll laugh at the fact that it blew me away mm-hmm. but i mean i we took what we could get we we liked lou ferrigno as the incredible hulk back mm-hmm. then and that worked then but it's aged poorly um same deal it's not a marvel character but uh, i love linda carter and her take on wonder woman but that has aged badly um but i i i don't know uh, i'm not a kirsten dunst fan i have i, I think for each of my picks i find things i'm like oh why did i pick it but there is i mean without this one i don't know if we would have gotten where we are at it definitely kind you know, of raised the bar for uh the comic book movie yeah um, yeah, I, there was a lot on the line for Sony, and at the time it did really well. It just started to tank later. And I am a fan of Willem Dafoe almost in any role, regardless of yeah. uh, the craziness. I am not as big of a fan of James Franco uh, as many people, that, but... that's See, and that's another point of contention. I didn't dislike him as Harry Osborn, though. Um, at least not when I saw no, it. It wasn't too bad. I don't know if well, I if I watch thir- it in the now. third one. In the third one is like oh, real bad. The third one's just bad all the uh, way around though. I don't all think around, yeah. There's not really a redeemable element of that film where um, the first one, while I don't think it aged well either, and um, I have, you know, there's still some scenes that I like. I like when he uh, is learning how to shoot his web, and they do the close up of the hands, and he's trying all the different hand gestures, and <laughs> um, I always thought that scene was funny. Um, and I think oh, the '70s one had uh, he tests his web on a tree if i'm not mistaken like really like barely off the ground like uh, intelligently mind you to like not right, swing across safe. the building uh, exactly <laughs> so like let's see if it'll hold me we'll go, oh, go man. Make her, <laughs> her die Corey like, with her mutant power that's uh, well and we haven't even mentioned kirsten dunst who i really liked in a couple of other roles i wasn't a fan of hers in this one um i think she's one of those actresses that has to be cast right i uh, Yes, uh, she was perfect in Interview with the Vampire. She, Marie Antoinette. Uh, oh yes, uh, I love her in The Virgin Suicide. Yes. I was gonna say all, everything she's done with Sofia Coppola has been spot on. Yeah, uh, that's yes. I liked her 
what was that movie that just came out and I just the watched Bedial. it and it's a remake? Yes, I liked her. I as a haven't seen that yet, and I need to watch that. And that was and I, cool again too, wasn't it? Yes, I need to. Yes, I need to hop in. This is also my number five. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. See, see there we are. And I also, I was like, I know Burke is not a fan of this, but I really like Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man. I haven't seen any of the new ones. Wait, oh, you didn't see the Garfield Spider-Man or Homecoming? I don't think so. You need to watch Homecoming. Um, yeah, I just watched Homecoming. On that one has Fire Childish Fire. in it, right? Yeah, but that's Childish Gambino and or Donald Glover. He's in it for like a second. Like, he, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. He's <laughs> not the reason to watch. I mean, he's he's great when he's on screen, but he's not there long. So I'm not. He's not the reason to watch that movie. But um, especially Corey, you being a huge John Hughes fan, there is a lot of John Hughes uh, pulled for Homecoming. Like they very much well, made they... a John Hughes inspired. And, and in fact, and it's even show homage. it. They even yeah. show it. Literally, I, I pull a Ferris Bueller. Uh, it's awesome. They they literally pull a scene. Great movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, so because they they definitely pay tribute to that teenage element of the film, and that's one of the best parts about Homecoming. But um, what do you want to say? And that's the thing. Oh, well, sorry. that's the thing too. I I, I know Corey's uh, is on up to bat, but that's what Homecoming got right is the teenage aspect. But I'm going back anyway. Yeah, but Corey, we we kind of interrupted. What is your thoughts on Spider Man? I I also really loved um, Rosemary Harris as his um, Aunt May. Aunt May, yeah. Yeah, I like her a lot. Um, she had the and, right look. She's the most traditional of the three Aunt Mays we've had on screen. She is the most familiar to me from the comics and from um, the animated series from the 90s. Uh, she mm-hmm. she seems like the, the same Aunt May, almost like they pulled her from the comic book. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. Which is definitely not the case with marissa tomei as aunt may so uh-huh. well, sally fields <laughs> it's a good looking at me <laughs> um i don't really have much to add i'm um i agree with i didn't think kirsten dunce was too bad in this movie my dad mm-hmm. absolutely freaking hated her in this role oh wow um yeah he didn't like her as an actress at all but um oh. i want to say i saw all three of them in theaters um I think they're fun. I haven't seen them in a long time, but I definitely agree that I like Grace of Our. You know who we haven't mentioned? We haven't mentioned the man, the Bruce Campbell. I was, I, I was thinking oh, of the same and, thing. And, you know, I like Sam Raimi, uh, even some of his, uh, What didn't he direct Drag Me to Hell? And people weren't really a fan yes, of that. Justin Long and but some I, other girl. I enjoyed it. Um, I missed that one. I remember parts of it, but I maybe I saw it in it my mind. theaters, and that was the only time I've seen it. But um, yeah, and as soon as as soon as everyone saw that he was directing it, I think we all were expecting well, he's Bruce done, to show up. He's done a lot of uh, craziness too since um, since the Spider Man movies. I mean, Spider Man Three was bad. Uh, he did the Oz and the Great and Powerful, which a lot of people hated. Oof. Um, and then uh, Drag Me to Hell Mayday. is not, not love, but some people like Drag Me to Hell, but it's not it's not beloved. Um, but yeah, you know, sometimes people make things that others don't like. So, all right, so that number five was both Mike and Corey Spider Man from two thousand and two. So that it, we kind of skipped over me to get to Corey's, but we're going back to me. My number five is more recent from twenty sixteen. It is Doctor Strange, um, directed by Scott Derrickson, starring Benedict Cumberbatch. 
Chiwel. Oh man, I always mess up this dude's name. Asia for Chi. Oh, oh boy. Um, Rachel McAdams. I'm just gonna skip. Sorry, Chi Wealthy. Oh, uh, <laughs> Benedict Wong. Um, made Mads Mickelson, Tilda Swinton, Michael Stuhlbarg, who's not in it much, but I really like him in everything he's in. Uh, Benjamin Bratt's barely in it, and um, I think that's the main cast. So. I uh, was not a big fan of the character going into this movie, which is different for a lot of, like, um, even, actually, I guess for a lot of the Marvel films, I wasn't familiar with the characters. I really only knew X-Men, Spider-Man um, from comics and cartoons before the movies started coming out. Um, so a lot of the Marvel characters were introduced to me via their films, and um, I was a little bit familiar with who Doctor Strange was, but I never bought a book of his or anything like that. Um he just would show up in some of the other comics that I would read. So I was familiar with him. Um, I love so much about this movie. Um, I really like Benedict Cumberbatch. There are definitely problems with some of the character development and especially Rachel McAdams character. Uh, that was a big you know, point of contention. A lot of people were making for this film, but I thought the visual stylings were great. I thought the ending uh, was unexpected and fun. And um, the visualization of his magic, I think was some of the best part. And, uh, we get an on-screen, live-action kind of magic carpet in his cape. His cloak very much takes on the personality of the magic carpet in Aladdin. Uh, you know, like, if you've seen the animated movie Aladdin, which I assume all of you have, uh, the magic carpet was one of my favorite characters in that cartoon. And that's what happens with his cape in Doctor Strange. It, it takes on its, it has a personality. It's kind of got, a, like, a little bit of arrogance about it, which is appropriate considering uh, Doctor Strange himself is extremely arrogant. And I don't know. I really enjoyed this film. I have I've not seen it, um, but the the one time I did purchase it as soon as it came out. I just have not had a chance to go back to it. But um, it I I kind of just remember my initial impression, and it it flew up my list of Marvel Studios films immediately. I think it, it was in my top three when it first when I first saw it. Like I was just like I love this film. So it's bam, there it is. Um, so it made sense to make my top five. It it was one that pleasantly surprised me. And I am not a fan of the character, so for me to like it, but I mean, it it's, it treads really well, not exactly, but because think of Tony Tony Stark, and you know his kind of arrogance, but oh, different, yeah. mm -hmm. and so, but I mean, I, I guess it's going to be a trope in, in, in a sense, but it, it worked. It, the visuals were amazing. I've yet to watch Inception, so. Uh, Mm -hmm. I, I'm way behind on that, and I know there's some. I would say there's some similarities. Definitely, I, yeah. Tilda Swinton, probably my favorite part of uh, Constantine. Uh, oh Besides yeah. Rachel Weisz, uh, she pretty much can do no wrong for me. I, in the she's in the beach, uh, so and every everyone was spot on. It worked perfectly. Didn't make my list. So I have to learn how to say Ejafor's first name. It is driving me nuts. She'll, Oh man, I feel so awful, uh, Mr. Ejafor. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Make it a point of contention, and, and like name. and like hashtag, hashtag it to get attention, and maybe <laughs> he'll go. correct us. Um, Corey, did you skip Doctor Strange? I did. I. <sighs> I. Why are you guys surprised? I'm not. I was just. What's this list? I'm just like. I feel like everyone just like had this disappointed sigh. I really do like Tilda Swinton though, and I've only seen uh, Benedict. Huh? I was gonna say apparently not enough though. Well, I was gonna. I forgot she was in this. And I, oh, and I like oh. Michael Stahlberg. Yeah, he's Stahlberg. not. He's not. I don't remember him in it very much. 
Um, I think he is like the his uh, rival at the the hospital, which doesn't play mm. that much of a role. Yeah, it's a really minor role, then. It's like a blink and you miss it. But I am a, I'm and, a big fan of his, so. And also, Mr. Elifor, um, uh, Edge of Four, yes. Yeah. And I don't. I liked him so much in Twelve Years a Slave. And you know what? I haven't even tried to pronounce. What happened, Corey? Oh, I was trying to pronounce it, and oh. I'm probably got it wrong too. Um, and I've only seen Benedict uh, Cumberbatch in one or two movies, but I've liked him. Um, I don't know when I'll get around to seeing this, but yeah, I I think you should check it out. Um, the visuals, like Mike brought up, and I I had almost forgot to mention the the similarities to Inception that are are pulled into this movie because of the use of magic. Um, there's some really great parts, and there's actually a lot of humor in this one too that mm-hmm. I I enjoyed very much, and. Uh, his little scene in Thor was probably one of my favorite um, Tom Hiddleston interactions. You know, he's like, I've been falling for 30 minutes. Uh, I really enjoyed that oh. in Thor Ragnarok. Oh, he, so. he appears in, okay. Yes. Oh, I didn't I realize you hadn't seen Ragnarok. No, I've yet to watch it. I'm oh. behind on a few things. Yeah? I I just rented, uh, I can't remember what I rented. We watched, I forget. You saw it must... like two weeks ago, right? Yes. Watched that one twice. Oh, nice. Oh. And, and had rented Blade Runner 2049, Ooh. but there wasn't time to watch it. Oh, no. And I didn't want to keep it another day because my original viewing of it, not a single person in my family joined me. And then my sense of, well, I wanted to watch it, and so I watched it again. You liked it then, I take it, though, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I just, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. I need to get, and I need I, to buy that myself, but. Having read the novel and watched the TV, I know we're, we're digressing, so I apologize. Having read the novel and watched the TV take on it, which was at the time what we got, and you know, like seventy Spider Man, I loved it then. So it was, I, I really got into it. Well, um, all right. Well, that is our number fives. So Spider Man from two thousand two for these two, and then Doctor Strange from twenty sixteen for me. And we will then go to Mike's number four. All right. So one of the beauties, and this is, I think, amazing of the MCU, is they can take a property that is, let's just say, not top tier and sell the crap out of it and market it and advertise and basically have it blow everyone, absolutely every. I wanted to do the Norman Stansfield, mm-hmm. uh, Gary Oldman, Derek. I forget uh, from the professional everyone and and basically everyone loved it we're uh, there's gonna be other less than top tier properties and it's funny you mentioned Doctor Strange to me was not a top tier property I know that there are mm-hmm. Doctor Strange fans but and it worked so they have this knack for doing that and I'm getting I'm really getting the long way around to mentioning 2014's the Guardians of the Galaxy ah, yes. I'll be honest the books never piqued my curiosity I'd heard of the books, just had never been interested enough to read or even take a glance to them prior to the movie's release. I haven't even bought any Guardians book because after you know how it is, the saturation of the market once something hits, and it did. And I mean, this is one my whole family and I went to the theater. You know that we very rarely do that, mm-hmm. and we did. I remember it was a big deal for us. We got a uh, there's one of the theaters that does a really affordable price showing. If you go at a certain time before the day, you know, before a certain time of the day. And I, I hope they still do that. Um, and to say that we like, I remember because it stood out really clearly because 
uh, my son was young enough that they were still in elementary and doing, you know, uh, student of the week things. And one of his favorite songs, or they said to ask him what his favorite songs, favorite thing. And Red Bones, Come and Get Your Love was on <laughs> his favorite song list. And it's just, you know, it, and that's the thing. It just took this music. And mm-hmm. we, we've had that discussion before when a director picks music that works so well with it. And James Gunn, uh, this this is, you know, it came out of nowhere. It gave James Gunn pretty much carte blanche to continue making the films he does. It proved that he can handle something this large. I mean, don't get me wrong. I was a huge fan of Slither. Slither. Uh, I liked Super, but wasn't fully sold on it. Yeah. Loved the remake of Dawn of the Dead. Uh, I'm going to be honest, I'm, I'm a fan. And giving him kudos, he included Lloyd Kaufman in a blink and you'll miss a cameo during scenes in the kiln. Um, and if you don't know who Lloyd Kaufman is, we probably can't be friends, but you should catch up on trauma films. Um, but it's, it hit the right notes all around. The sequel did pretty well for me. It's, are you always worry? And I think this is a trend in the ones I've picked as they go and they get long in the tooth. These sequels get slowly worse. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well, I, um, guardians got bumped off of my top five for Doctor <gasps> strange. Um, oh. and I was kind of back and forth with those two and I had debated going with something, um, older as well. And I just was really blown away when I saw Doctor strange. Um, for me, I loved guardians. The first time I saw it, I walked out blown away. Just couldn't believe how great it was. Um, the second watch didn't hold up for me. Um, it's not that I thought it was bad. I just was, I was ready to stop. I was like, I'm done. All the jokes I already know, nothing. It didn't, it didn't hold up as much as a lot of the other movies have. And so it's still, I think great, but I think it is better. The first go, at least it was for me. And, um, I like Guardians two a lot. Uh, I didn't. I didn't think it was better than the first. Um, but mm, I, yeah. I have not tried to watch it again yet, and I am worried that it'll have the same feel. And same thing with Doctor Strange, though. I am also worried that it won't have the same enjoyment the second viewing, um, which is a is a big thing for me with movies. Is like I do expect it to keep its um, appeal. You know, when I for me to like call it a favorite, like Scott Pilgrim, I can put it on right now, and I know I'll still enjoy it. I'll, in fact, give me an Edgar Wright movie. The only one so far that has not completely held up um, with su- subsequent viewings is I think Baby Driver loses a little each viewing, um, <clears throat> but not not substantial. But compared to the other films, I actually think all of his films have gotten better with each viewing for me. Um, and Baby Driver hasn't as of yet, and it might even be you know um, because I've seen it three times quicker than I've seen like a lot of the other ones I saw spaced out over time before I started like a lot of rewatches. So, um, who knows, but, uh, guardians, definitely a good one. Um, Corey, did you see guardians? That is a uh, number four on my list. Also, uh. and I, think- <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to steal your, you know, that it's your turn, John, but when does this ever happen? Um, I thought that it was so fun, and we saw it in IMAX, but I had an emergency, and I had to leave oh, man. for a little oh. bit during the, the viewing. I came back, um, but I had to leave for, like, 30 minutes. But I thought it was so fun, and I love the mixtape part of it, mm. and I, I, yeah. Yeah, I think my favorite scene in that movie is the opening, when we meet Star-Lord, and he's dancing, you know, to the music. I, I just love that whole sequence. 
And then I love the prison break. I think those are my two favorite scenes in the film. Um, especially because, you know, Rocket telling him he needs the guy's arm. <laughs> or leg. Was it leg? It might have been leg. I think, I think it was a leg. Uh, I think there was a meme after Winter Soldier came out um, where it was Rocket saying, I need that guy's arm, like referring to Bucky. So, um <laughs> But, oh, that's got to be something in Infinity War. That would be great. Like, I, hey, Starlord, I need that guy's arm. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm a big Chris Pratt fan too, and I like Zoe Saldana a lot. And I think the biggest surprise to come out of Guardians was Dave Bautista being a good actor, at least yes, as Drax. Yeah. Um, I, you know, who would have thought when they cast him? I almost laughed because I'm a WWE guy. You know, and I few exceptions for wrestlers being good actors. The Rock being the epitome of what a wrestler actor can mm-hmm. become. Mm-hmm. But he was always acting like he was one of the best mic workers in wrestling history. Like no one's been as good on a microphone as The Rock. So it's not that surprising that he can act. But like you know, Stone Cold's done some stuff. He's not horrible in movies, but he's not as good as The Rock is. And so. You know, Batista, it's like, okay, he's not good on the microphone in WWE, so how good could he be acting? But with Drax, man, they they, they nailed it. Like, he's perfect. As Drax. In fact, the second movie is where I think Dave Batista really gets to shine. But I, I do enjoy the ensemble uh, collectively, you know. And I, I'm a Brad Cooper fan for the most uh, – Bradley Cooper for the most part. So uh, I like him as Rocket a lot. Um, I can't believe that I can – feel like the amount of empathy i feel for the for a cgi raccoon um creature thing oh man yeah especially again second movie i think pulls that even more but it, it, there's two scenes in the first movie that are tear jerkers for for sure um or at least one maybe i'm thinking two but i I can only pinpoint one right now so maybe i'm wrong maybe it's just one but uh cory is there anything you want to add because I, I keep feeling like i'm cutting you off and i apologize i feel like Groot needs a little bit of spotlight too. I really liked Groot. And I feel like that was one of the parts that's pretty made me tear up. Yes, definitely. Oh man, yeah. Um and that's uh credit too. I think uh Sean Gunn, which is James's brother, I think does a lot of the motion cap work for both Groot and Rocket, or it might just be Rocket that he does the mocap for. Uh Vin Diesel only does the voice for Groot. He does not do the mocap stuff. So I'm not sure. Um I don't feel like I mean, you got to give Vin Diesel credit because the inflection of I am Groot changes enough to express the emotion he's expressing. But, um, yeah, Groot's great for sure. And, and again, I think baby Groot is better. Uh, <laughs> there's, well, a, there's a lot about the second one that I like more, but I think as a movie, the first one's better. Um, but there's a lot of little character things in the second movie that I just adore. Like Yondu, especially in the second movie, I, I love. Oh, man. Yep. Um. All right, well, that's funny that you guys had five and four together. It's going to look like a, she, like a, or a website. She wins glitched. if she gets the next three, two, and one. Actually, she just got... I got her, it. Yeah, her two were back-to-back. I, I am two for two also, but... But I'm just saying, if she matches my picks pick for pick... That would be funny. Uh, she does get, she'll get a <laughs> bonus point. Um, <laughs> just one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not giving away the, the everything. Uh, so that goes back to my number four, um, which is from 2008 and started off the whole Marvel franchise, um, Iron Man from 2008, starring Robert Downey Jr. Um, I I still love this movie. Um, to me, uh, I I'd seen Robert Downey Jr. in movies, but this was the moment that I became a huge fan of his. Um, so much about Tony Stark was so great, and it was really Robert Downey Jr. Um, 
I loved the the comedy, even from the opening scene when he's sitting in the in the Humvee with the soldiers and like how he's interacting with them and making them uncomfortable and then making them laugh. Um, I just was instantly won over by his charm and. Um, you know, you have Jeff Bridges as a villain, Gwyneth Paltrow when she's not as not as annoying as she is in other stuff. Um, you know, you, or Hawk and Goop. Yeah, um, directed by John Favreau, who I'm a big fan of. Anyways, uh, I mean, the scenes where he's testing all of his equipment and then the the robotic arm is like <laughs> spraying him with the fire hydrant. Like, there's there's humor, there's heart. Um, the story is compelling, and while I don't I don't know if the the villain fight scene at the end is great. It's still better than some of the other villain fight scenes that have happened in Marvel. So, like, it, it just did so much right. And then, while I think it could be debated that the stingers at the end of the films have now become too much of a, tr- a trope, um, it started here, and it, it opened the floodgates for what we got now. And while I have admitted to a little bit of fatigue... Um, I still love it. Like, I still love that they exist. Like, my fatigue is more like a personal, like... Man, I see so many movies, and there's so many movies that I think are great that I other people don't see, and yet I know without any like Lady Bird has been at our theater twice, two different occasions, and <gasps> I I've seen it at our theater both times. It was there, and yet each time I've gone, it's been nearly empty, and <clears throat> that breaks my heart because it's such an epic, great film. And maybe epic isn't the right word, but I love it. Um, and I know that while well, Black Panther deserves to have a huge crowd because it is breaking barriers, it's doing something new in the superhero genre that hasn't been done. But same thing with Infinity War. Same thing, honestly. With let's get if I'm going to really complain, Justice League was packed, you know. And Lady Bird has like nobody there, and it's 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 obviously two different types of films. But I think as I dive more into indie films and um art house cinema in general and see the, the intimate small stories that are being told that are so expertly crafted and told that the I, superhero movies start to wear on me a little bit. I think going on, you know, with Lady Bird here, I am not a teenager, but I can identify with her so well. And I feel like that hasn't really happened since Juno. And no, I wasn't a pregnant teenager, but it's so <laughs> human. You know what I mean? Yes. And we don't get that enough with, young girls in movies mm-hmm. and i think that a lot of people are going to be really sad that they slept on ladybird which mike i'm I, sad i'm very sad uh, i'm glad I, I mean it'll be out soon and i will definitely own it um i do want to tell you mike i don't know if you've seen uh there's a charlie Theron movie coming out this year called tully i finally saw the trailer for that it's directed by jason reitman and written by diablo cody so a reunion from Juno. Oh. so you might be wanting to check that trailer out because it looks pretty great it's it was at sundance and it's I'm hoping it's going to pop up on South by Southwest, but it doesn't look like it's going to. But um, maybe it'll be at Tribeca. But nonetheless, um, what do you guys – do you have anything to add to the Iron Man pick? From I have that on my honorable mentions. Ah. Um, hmm. Well. Is it that's what your... I'll say. Oh, well, okay. Um, then I guess with that, we'll go to Mike's number three, which maybe is Iron Man. <laughs> Well, all right, so, no, it's not. Okay. As thankful as I am for the original entry in this trilogy, it didn't, again, just like we've said before, didn't fare well in my estimation as it went along. 1998, oh my gosh, that was a long time, 20 years ago? 20 years ago! (laughs) Long time ago. can't handle it. 1998's Blade. I was honestly completely surprised (laughs) that this was made. 
Um, this is one of those characters that was not huge. And, you know, to get, uh, to be honest, it's like the role that Wesley Snipes was born to play. For real. Um, uh, sadly, his legal troubles is, I think, what led to, well, part of the, the, the the demise of it. I know they had three parts of it, although I'm positive he would be convinced to revisit this role. I don't know if this character is included among, you know, the aforementioned hopeful merger of properties, uh, even, I mean, because, you know, they share the city and Mm, because he's, he's New York based, I believe. Uh, Almost everything is. Yeah. And that makes sense. I mean, it, it, this particular entry set a bar that for a much more serious tone that DCEU has not quite gotten right. I know shots fired, but it set a dark tone and had some little throwaway humor, but nothing, you know, mm-hmm. not like what we are currently used to. Uh, the only weak spot I would say for me was Stephen Dorff's portrayal as Deacon Frost. Really? I liked Frost. I, see, and it's possible for me, I'm holding up some sort of unmitigated grudge that, you know, I get stuck on something, and I might have to watch it again to see if I'm mistaken. Uh, it's happened. I've made mistakes. Uh, I don't know. I just, I don't. Know. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. It, it worked. I mean, he was a mm-hmm. good villain. It worked for what they were doing, uh, much better than the subsequent villains. Um, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just I'm stuck on something that I can't put my finger on. Mm. Um, well, because he stuck out to me, but anyway, I'm really glad this is on someone's list because I love this movie. Um, it's been a while since I've watched it though, so I don't know how it holds up. Um, but back in the, like the late nineties and even early two thousands, this was a regular watch for me. Like I would have this in rotation. Um, I love the martial arts sequences in it. The opening nightclub like scene when blade shows up is still, I think amazing. Um, just like even his little tools and seeing how his sword works. Uh, Wesley Snipes showing off his capoeira sk- skills is pretty great. Um, there, And there's some stuff that gets a little cheesy throughout the film, but for the most part, I really, really like it. And uh, I need to, I, I want to rewatch the second one because I didn't love it when I saw it, but knowing now that it's Del Toro, I feel a little more like I need to revisit it and see if I can pick up on Del Toro's style in the movie. Um, it's still hard to believe that he made a Blade movie, but um, I, I'm... I'm a fan, and I'm specifically a fan of Wesley Snipes as Blade. I wish 2 and 3 were better movies, but I think he Mm -hmm. is still solid in each. It's just the movie around him is not so good. Um, Right. At least, again, some people like 2. I didn't like 2 at the time. I think Goyer is the writer for 2 who is up and down with what he does. Sometimes he writes stuff that we're like, oh, that's amazing, and other times he writes stuff and we're like, oh, my God, this guy's awful. So, um, yeah, but... I'm a fan of Blade. Corey, uh, do you have any opinions on Blade? Is that your number three? I don't three? know how. I've got, no, it's not. <laughs> we broke the streak. Um, uh, I don't know how I've gotten through life not seeing this whole movie because my dad loved this movie. Yeah. And I do remember, I've seen like the opening scene where it doesn't like blood like start raining down in the nightclub or something. And yeah, yeah, from the sprinkler They go system. wild. Yep. Yeah. I love that scene. So, it's so cool. I feel like I need to watch it and I don't know. And then um, I, I I think Karen, the, the nurse, was one of the parts that I think don't, doesn't hold up. I feel like her character feels kind of forced in the movie. Um, and Chris Christopherson's – he's not bad as Whistler. Whistler, but he gets worse throughout the trilogy, like, where it's it's kind of ridiculous by the end. But, um, yeah, that's a good pick, I think, for number three, Mike. I, I like seeing that on someone's list. Um, 
I believe that now I actually go after Mike for the first time. Uh, oh. It's throwing me off. Um, mine is, a, again, from 2016, which I can't help it. I, I The newer movies, are maybe they're just sticking out in my head, or maybe it's just a sign that they've gotten better um, over time. But I went with Deadpool from 2016 because Deadpool. Um, I, I was so, so sad. Um, and I am not like a lot of other people who like this movie. I was a... a I've not read all of the Deadpool comics, but I at least had read the most recent run of Deadpool before the movie came out. So I was familiar with the character. Um, now, Ryan Reynolds played uh, Wade Wilson in X-Men Origins Wolverine. Um, and the first scene with him, when he they, they go up the elevator and he comes out swinging the swords and he's cutting the bullets, I like that scene. I still think that scene mm-hmm. is solid. Uh, the rest of the movie, I cannot believe, was allowed to be made. Um, that nobody didn't intervene with the, what they do to the character, but they fixed it and so much more um, in this movie. It's funny. It's action packed. Um, it, it pulls so much of what you know about the character, and even when budget was a constraint, they made it work. Um, like because that, you know, he leaves the guns in the taxi is like one of the plot points in Deadpool. Um, that was written into the script to explain why they wouldn't have more weapons for the final fight because they had no budget to do it. So oh. it's like when you think when you they do stuff like that and even if you watch through the credits there's a Ferris Bueller homage at the end which is fantastic too. Like it's there's so much great ele- there's so many great elements in Deadpool uh directed by Tim Miller. Um I can't wait for Deadpool 2. I I hope the trailers so far look great. I, uh, the creator of Cable and the X-Force comic books has been raving about how spot on Josh Berlin is in the role. Um, so I'm just, I'm stoked. I can't wait to see it. And uh, Deadpool has, it's, you know, it's not one you can show everybody because it's <laughs> super hard R. Like it is very much earns the R rating, not just for language, but there's a literal sex montage um, between Ryan Reynolds and uh, Marina Baccarat. I don't know how to say her name. And now she's not where she should be. There it is. Back her in. Um, and it's it's a great little uh, montage of love, but it's also not appropriate for most audiences. So, you know, um, and yet uh, Deadpool just, it was just, it was everything I wanted the movie to be. And so I was really happy to see that character come to fruition um, on screen. So, Deadpool. This this your number three. This is my number three. Yes, yes, because you have to go in a minute. Um, I didn't have it on either of my lists. I not because I dislike. I just loathed the treatment he got in mm-hmm. previous. So oh, I can't. I don't. Let's not speak of that again because it was bad. Uh, this worked. Um, it was uh, the way they got Colossus. Oh yeah, actually. I mean, not that the, the treatment was bad before. It's just he looked like I felt Colossus should look. He did. And I, I wasn't familiar enough with Negasonic Teenage uh, Warhead. But she's great. She Anna is. Hildebrand? Yeah, um, I, I love that character in this movie. Um, so I am – it's so – it's going to be really strange to see Thanos and Cable – because they're played by the same guy. Josh Berlin. That might have been what you were talking Josh about. Josh Berlin. Oh, okay. Because Josh Berlin yeah. is playing Thanos in the Disney-owned Marvel Studios film Age of uh, Avengers Infinity War. 
and he's playing yep. Cable in Deadpool 2, owned by Fox. So okay, that was who it was. There you go. And I mean, I grew. I mean, I grew up better because I was already in my teens, later teens and twenties, and I still got a good amount of the New Mutants run. And you know, obviously, Cable once that moved over into X Force and all the other whatnot. It, you know, so I'm a fan of Cable. So I'm, I was. Re- he looks right. It looks correct. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, we'll have to see how that works, yeah, and how they're going to tie it in with the whole X. If they tie it, yeah, because yeah, because well, we're also getting Domino, and it looks like some more oh, X Force teams in this. Uh, nice. So yeah, nice. it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how it um can they how can they carry the ensemble and not make it feel overwhelming, which is always a challenge with some of these superhero movies. Can we really get? enough of the characters to make them meaningful to us. I mean, because Negasonic isn't in the movie much, but she's you get a kind of taste of who she is through mm-hmm. like the scenes and it really works. So, I don't know. And of course there is the T.J. Miller controversy, which isn't as bad as some others, but he has had some accusations leveled at or I think an accusation. Oh, no. um, but it, it's still no nowhere near as severe as some of the other accusations that have been leveled. And he, unlike some of the others, um, him and his wife are both, I think, fighting it. Um, they're not they're denying the claim, I believe. Um, so I don't know if that's good or bad. I guess it depends on if it's true or not. But um, there has been some concern about his role in this film as a result of those things. And it seems like they are keeping him in. He's barely in the new trailer that came out this week. But but there you go. Deadpool. Um, Corey, did you see Deadpool? I did. I saw it in theaters and it's also my number three. Oh, perfect. Yes. Um. I I. Uh, I don't think that Ryan Reynolds is the best actor, but sorry, guys. I've only seen him in a couple movies, and I wasn't, you know, feeling like, I don't know. But this is another of those roles. I Like, we were saying that about Iron Man, and mm-hmm. um, I feel like he was made to, to play Deadpool. Yeah. And just from the opening credits, it had me the whole time and the humor even in the opening credits so funny um and didn't this come out on valentine's day yeah i think so or it was really really <laughs> yeah. close yeah i'm uh, i don't know and i and about the new one i'm stoked about the new one and i'm loving the marketing that's come out for it yeah, so far the bob ross yeah. bit is so and funny. like the flash dance with the bullets like raining yes. down on oh, the poster I'm, I can't. Uh, uh, yes phone it's... booth the phone booth oh that was the, and... the teaser for the uh yes yeah it's and been so brilliant i it's so good the marketing is so good um I yeah, I'm pretty stoked about it. It, but it came I, out on was... February 12th, so uh, it was the Friday oh. before Valentine's Day. So yeah, I don't have a lot to add, but right. well, I... no, perfect. That's it's a it's a funny movie, and that's funny that now you have had all three of your movies are <laughs> uh, <laughs> lining up with one um, of us. Uh, oh, no. Have you watched The Voices with Ryan Reynolds? I haven't, but that's been on my my watch list for some time now. Well, Corey needs to then. Yeah, I, well. it's a it's and a it's only, movie where he hears dogs like the animals talking to him. If I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm, yeah. evil talking pets. Um, it's got some comedy in it. It's only an hour and forty three minutes, so it's just the right amount of time. Oh, it has <laughs> Yes, it does. Yeah. I, I'm a Reynolds fan way back. Like I was a fan of Van Wilder when I was a kid. Um, oh, man. So yeah, I, I and I even I watched uh, Two Guys a Girl in a Pizza Place, which was his sitcom. Um, Never watched that. Yeah, there wasn't many episodes to my re- my recollection, but 
I um I, I did watch it. I, I've been a fan of his. I like sarcasm a lot, and he's really good at it. So it always seems to work for me. Um, even in movies that other people tend to hate him, I usually enjoy. So not all, but usually. So um, all right. Well, that that's number three is out of the way. Let's go to Mike's number two. All right, so speaking of the darker tone that I had mentioned with my previous pick, 2000's X-Men followed suit. And now, even though it's in my number two spot, I will admit there were some problems. Uh, For example, Sabretooth's look was right, but to me, he was just used as a simple muscle character instead of the kind of psychotic, not genius, but he was just, there's definitely more to him in the book, I felt, in the books, I felt, than what he was given in X-Men and you know, it's it's hard when you have so many characters uh, to to juggle around. I mean, part of uh, part of another thing. I, again, it's weird. I, I have a strange dichotomy. Very, uh, I, I'm divisive with myself. I saw my number two pick, but I was upset that Jubilee was not included. That me bothered too. me because um, that uh, if I could have snuck it in, Abby's name would have been Jubilation. It would have been Jubilee. It did not work out. Um, my wife did not go for Jubilation and the name, you know, Jubilation and Color Jubilee. I almost did it, but for the story's purposes, Logan's matchup with Rogue had to, I mean, that the character had to be Rogue for what Magneto was planning with everything. And besides that, having read and spent way too much on Xbox, whenever I first heard about a live action treatment, I'm sure like many, many others, I literally probably flipped out. And despite the degradation of the franchise as it goes on, which is a common theme with all these, without this first entry, we wouldn't have gotten the film introduction to the different mutants that we have mm-hmm. been fortunate to be able to see. And out of it, we, we ended up with Logan, which it's just, you know, I can't even begin yeah. to, I, I could probably go on and on. Well, interestingly, when they cast Hugh Jackman, I remember my my friend group at the time, uh, many of which I'm still friends with, uh, we were not initially excited about the casting. I don't even think we really knew who Hugh Jackman was at the time. Um, but we were like looking at the picture that was on like in the magazines and whatnot about him. And we're then like, well, he doesn't look like Wolverine. And then the movie came out and we were sold. Like, And then we used that argument um, – people who were defending Heath Ledger's casting would refer back to Hugh Jackman. Like my group of friends, they were, you know, like, look at this guy. I'm like, well, hold on. Cause we said the same thing about Hugh Jackman and look, we, we love him as Wolverine, you know? So let's hold off any judgment. And sure enough, <clears throat> Heath Ledger won us all over. Um, and then some, <clears throat> but, um, yeah, I, I still love the, the, the first two for sure. I'll, I don't hate last stand as much as a lot of other people, there's definitely some things wrong with it, but I, I, I'm such a fan of that initial set of X-Men films that I just kind of let the bad stuff of The Last Dance slide. Because I love the first one, and I also love the second one. A Nightcrawler is so cool in the second movie. So, um, I like seeing this. Kirk, uh, Alan Cummings was, yeah, seemed to be born to be play, play uh, Kurt mm-hmm. Wagner. I kind of wish it was Jubilee that Wolverine runs into, though, instead of Rogue. Although, like, Rogue is obviously a critical part of the plot later in the movie, so I understand why Rogue has to be the central new character, um, ascent, you know, whatever. But uh, 
And I, I've always been a little bothered that Gambit wasn't in in the first X Men movie because I grew up on the '90s animated show, and that's the that's the X Men that I think of when I think of the <laughs> X Men first. And so, like Gambit and Jubilee are two major components of that. And um, I love I still love those cartoons. Like even the music, still like I'm like yeah. But uh, <laughs> and I'm um I agree with with what you said about Sabretooth. The look is spot on, but like the character being. He nonverbal. I I don't think he really speaks much. No, not a lot. Not a whole lot. Um, they gave Toad more to do. I mean, Ray uh, Park. Toad, though, God, and yeah. the the X Men movie you picked does have one of the worst lines in a comic book movie, which was uh, Halle Berry's storm inside the Statue of Liberty. You know what happens to a frog <laughs> hit by lightning? The same thing that happens to everything else. I'm like, R- then why did you say it? Like that is the worst one liner ever. <laughs> like it's so bad. Oh, that well, line. poor Halle Berry. I mean, what yeah. can you blame her? She's going with what she's given. Now, before I say my number two, Corey, is X-Men your number two? <laughs> no, honorable mention. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, and I know my number two is not on your list, so you're, this is the first one on your list that is just yours. Oh, dang. Um, my number Maybe two... Maybe I'm lying. Oh, I don't think so, but my number I'm two uh, is from 2017, and it's Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, I love Tom Holland as Peter Parker. I love him as Spider-Man, and I love Michael Keaton in almost everything he's in. So Spider-Man Homecoming, for those two reasons alone, worked really, really well for me. But I also love, as I mentioned earlier, the John Hughes-inspired uh, high school movie that we got. One, I mentioned superhero fatigue. They gave me a movie that wasn't just a superhero movie. They they introduced elements that really connected me to a teenager and what it would be like for a teenager to deal with the normal teenage crap while also dealing with being a superhero. And it's great. Um, there's so many little scenes. And the scenes of him in New York doing the mundane Spider-Man stuff. Not you know fighting big villains. But like helping a person who stole a bike. Or well stopping someone who stole a bike. Helping a, a person cross the street. You know like those little moments are so fantastic to me. Of who Spider-Man is. The you know the neighborhood friendly spider. That the movie instantly charmed me into loving it. And I saw it three times last year in the theater whoa whoa it was my i think second i've seen ladybird three times in the theater now as well but spider-man homecoming three times in the theater and that was before movie pass lets you see movies multiple times so i paid for two of those um and i was okay with it because i enjoyed the movie so much um i i love again we get tony stark in this movie so i was happy about that um, John Favreau, I am a fan of, even though there a lot of people did complain about Happy being such a major component to this film. I like him enough. And the biggest surprise was Jacob uh, Batalon as Ned, a character that does not exist to my knowledge in the comics, at least not the comics I've ever read. Not to my knowledge, and yeah. Ned was fantastic. He was such a great yeah. sidekick. And the, the whole idea of the guy in the chair, um, you know, the computer the computer guy who helps uh solve the day. I love that. Um, and you get a diverse cast. You get Zendaya, um, Tony Revolori, uh, Lori Harrier. Like, you have these different um, kids in a high school who all are believable, all likable. Um, oh, and I can't even. Hannibal Burris as the PE coach with the Captain America made, like, PSA videos. <laughs> It was so and, great. And the coach standing on the wrong, wrong side. side. Not even, he's like, <laughs> and he's like, and my friend here. I, I just watched that. I literally just watched that a few moments ago. Oh, man. Um, and, I mean, it's funny. My son, who has not seen Michael Keaton as Batman, has said, 
that sounds like fat Batman. I said, well, interesting. That's my teachable moment moment. Mm-hmm. I explained how he was part of that franchise. He's like, oh, and talk about taking a classic Spider-Man villain and updating it and making yeah. it work so well. Yeah. I Honestly, of all of the Spider-Man villains, because Spider-Man is the Marvel equivalent to Batman when it comes to the rogue gallery, because most of the Marvel villains are boring. But Spider-Man's villains are pretty awesome. Even the kind of lame and cheesy ones, which Batman has some lame and Craven. cheesy ones. <laughs> yeah, but Vulture, to me, has actually always been kind of on that list. I've never, especially yeah, from the animated yeah. series, um, he was never that intimidating. In, like, there was a, the, one of the runs of Punisher from the, like, the last five years. Vulture is, he's fighting the Vulture in the beginning, and the Vulture rips out his eye. And so, like, that was a side of Vulture I'd never seen before. And I was like, wow, is this the Vulture from the comics? And I just never read them. Because if that's the vulture, that's a scary, intimidating vulture, which is what I think Keaton really pulls is this, I'm not going to let you get in my way at all. And, I mean, there's a, this, the scene with them, which I won't say because Corey hasn't seen the movie yet, but there's a scene with, with Vulture and and Peter Parker that is so intense and so well performed. I, I just was so blown away by that sequence. And I, I don't know. I love this movie. It is in my top uh, three for Marvel films all time, like the from the Marvel Studios, because technically speaking, while it's still owned by Sony, this is a Marvel Studios film. It is in the uh, the extended universe, and we are going to see Tom Holland Spider Man in a, a Avengers movie in Infinity War in a couple of months. So, um, I love it, and it's on my number two. So, and Corey, you haven't seen it, so I have plenty to add right now. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh man. She's just like holding a picket sign that says Toby. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, then, Corey, I'm intrigued. What is your number two? I've only seen this movie once. Okay. But I did see it in theaters, I think, in IMAX. Um, Bill and I went on a date, Ooh. and it's Ant Man. Ah, nice. Mm. Um, I love Paul Rudd. Mm-hmm. I think that he's probably the most charming human on the face of on the whole planet, maybe in the whole galaxy. He also doesn't age, which makes me think that maybe he's Scientologist. But <laughs> I was wondering, I didn't know because, like, he, I feel like he usually plays, like, he plays, like, goofy, charming characters. And I didn't know, you know what I mean, how it was going to go over. Yeah. But I was pleasantly surprised, and I really liked it a lot. And the second one comes out this year, right? Yeah, man, in, in the, the summer, last, you said. Yeah, in yep. July. Okay. Um, I... I went and saw this in IMAX with my daughter. Um, I am not a big fan of the character. Uh, I'm vaguely familiar with him because he is usually listed as an original Avenger. Um, but I, I went in mainly because of Paul Rudd. Um, I walked out not only loving Paul Rudd, um, but I loved Evangeline Lilly's role in this movie. Um, I thought um, I'm trying to oh, Michael Pena and the rest of his group, even Ti. I mean, Ti is actually good in this movie. Like you know. Not that rappers can't act, but there's definitely some examples of rappers who can't. Uh, but T.I. I thought did a solid job. Um, but Michael Pena did almost stole the show. Like, as much as I love Paul Rudd, um, Michael Pena, every time he's on screen, especially when they do the, uh, when he's telling the story of, like, that's, like, five layers deep of, like, my friend's roommate's <laughs> cousin, and he's just, like, you're, you hear him talking <laughs> as the other character. Hot. Yeah, I love those sequences so much. They're so great. Um and yeah, I but I was impressed with so much about this movie. Um, I also like Corey Stoll as the villain. 
it almost made my top five. It was uh, I mentioned Guardians earlier. It was also at one point one of my my number five, and then I did push it back a little. Um, but I also I liked Ant Man a lot in Civil War. Um, I thought he was great there. So it, this is a character, especially because of the casting of Paul Rudd. I am very intrigued to see. Um, and if and if you uh, and of course we can't forget that Edgar Wright is still given right. a writing credit for this mm-hmm. um, because they did still use most of his script. Um, I would have loved to have seen an Edgar Wright Ant Man movie though. So I am Marvel, still a little yeah, disappointed yeah. Um, that that didn't pan out. But at the same time, if he had made it, maybe we wouldn't have got Baby Driver last year. So. I don't know if it was worth it or not. I really like Baby Driver still, even though I did kind of, I took a not a jab at it, but I did say that it's not as good as his other films. I think longevity wise, but um, I do think that first six minutes of Baby Driver might be some of the best film ever made, though. So, um, I like that pick, though, Corey. Uh, yeah, I again a character that is not top tier, and going into it, I'm like, it's not. Hank Pym and I'm like Scotland you know what I mean I'm the Ant-Man I knew very minimally yeah, is as Hank, Hank Pym. Pym and you know the Pym particles and the dynamics of the relationship with Janet Van Dyne and some issues that they were you know uh, each of these characters have their own issues I don't know that they truly address Tony Stark's alcoholism and all these character flaws that they, that they have mm. um but it worked, and I think it worked probably because of Edgar Wright's script, because Paul Rudd, it, there's something about Paul Rudd, he is charming, and so that's what made that particular character work. It, I bought it, and it, and him not being refined where Evangeline Lilly is, and she feels like she's to take the mantle, and that whole training, because they got to train pretty fast. They do, yeah, and um, and and you know, you we mentioned feeling something for a CGI character when Anthony got. Oh my I'm god! Like, I'm yeah. feeling something for an ant. Yeah, and that's just oh. uncommon. So, and it's again, partly because of Paul Rudd too, though, man. Paul Rudd sells it when when right because his reaction is so genuine. You know, like he's genuinely sounds hurt. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you these creature you work with something you know do you know what i mean it's yeah again it's not real it's not real <laughs> but you feel something or yeah. i felt something so that's, no, that's, I agree. The cra- that's the crazy part of it to me i agree all right that's um we're up to number ones mike what is your number one marvel movie all right i gotta be honest this was the absolute first pick for the number one slot on the list i basically worked around alexa be quiet uh, Stop. I don't know why Alexa just started talking about Jumanji. I apologize, listeners. She's possessed. <laughs> you know what? She's listening in and interrupting on my number one I big know. time. That's very bothersome about Sky not taking over. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, the number one pick, I basically mm-hmm. built, it built, this was where I worked from. And here's why. Without John Favreau helming 2008's Iron Man, Again, another character I really didn't have an iota of a care for. We'd likely not have had the MCU series and family that we've been treated to today. Because if that, this is the Nexus, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and just like Wesley Snipes that we mentioned before, this is the hero role that 
Robert Downey Jr. was born oh. to play. It made me grateful that he stuck around long enough to make it to this rule, you know, given his pension for excess in his youth, which, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm thinking personally in real life, he can channel that into Tony Stark because I was aware, again, we had just mentioned the character flaw a bit of that. So that totally fits, you know, in line with it, mm-hmm. even though they didn't really address it too much in the film. Uh, like, sadly, as we mentioned before, as the series progressed, my interest in it has waned. Uh, num- Iron Man 2 is just... Okay. Eh, yeah, and uh, 3, at least, I know 3 is better than 2. I like 3. Uh, I'm a yeah, 3 apologist, though. So a lot of people don't. I, I love it, and I, I'm like, whatever. I need to give it another go. I mean, I like the inclusion of the Mandarin, because that's the, a classic... Iron Man villain, but then you get around to everything else. That's uh, why a lot of people don't like it, though. <laughs> it's because of let's see. That's that, that's I know that's what I like. Villain. No, it's because of how they no. what they do with Man right Man. what they yeah. did. Yeah, yeah and you're, you're kind of, they pull the rug. You know, they had the wool over your eyes, the rug under mm-hmm. your feet. They had all those whatever similes, metaphors. I, I I'm not Englishing very well right now, but yeah, uh, the maybe the weak point we talked about. Ironmonger as the villain. Mm-hmm. Again, though, it stays true to the classic Iron Man col- comics because their Ironmonger was a villain. So, who am I to really judge that? Uh, it's so strange. I guess I mean Tron Legacy. It's so strange to see him as a as a villain. Yeah, yeah, the dude abides. Yeah, and it's like mm, I guess, but that's so not like him. Yeah, it, it's hard, uh, but he does a good job though. I don't think it's yeah. It's he anything. did really well. I, I I bought it. I I would watch this again just about any time. It holds up for me. Me too. Um, it's... even I I love the um. Some people might find it a little dull when he's uh in the cave building the first suit, but man, I love that sequence. Um, you know, it's such a character change for him and like the surviving and um, mm-hmm. you know, how is he going to escape this? And then the sacrifice that is made. For him to right. escape, but you know, feels very earned. Like I just so much about it. even when he uh, when he gets back to the states after that, and he wants Burger King, um, and like he's eating the burger and having the press conference. It's like I just love like everything about that sequence. So, um, so yeah, you didn't you decided to save it though instead of talk about it at number four with me. So that was, I did. It threw me I off. Did. I was like, "Wait, is it Iron Man?" I'm so confused. But okay, so yeah. Iron Man. I held uh, off on it because I'm like, uh, I don't want to just jump to my number one. I get that. It does. It does feel like it steals some of the thunder from the pick. Um, but then Alexa jumped in and did what she did. <laughs> she, I'm gonna have why. to hold the Alexa grudge now. Well, um, my, that goes to uh, my number one, um, which this might be a surprise if you've listened to our top five uh from last year because it wasn't on my top five from last year yet it's my number one here and it's logan from 2017 um i have been thinking about this movie a lot i have not rewatched it since i saw it um but i've been thinking about all of it and i feel like it was so early in the year last year that some of the epicness of the film had left my memory um until recently when i've been really thinking about it one uh it's got a best screenplay nomination for the Oscars this year which is unheard of for a comic book movie um, it's hard enough for comic films to get into the Oscar nominations and usually uh, with the exception I think of Heath Ledger um, it's usually for like special effects or s- score or sound editing or editing um, but here it is for screenplay and it's because 
it is masterful. Um, and it's one of the things that earlier you've mentioned. In fact, I think you've mentioned a couple of times that sequels tend to get worse. And while that is true of the X-Men movies in general, it is not true of the Wolverine films. The Wolverine films have gotten better each time because um, – X-Men Origins sucks. It might be one of the worst <laughs> superhero movies, period. There's so much wrong with what they did with that movie. And it's not Hugh Jackman. It's everything else. It's literally everything else in that movie is awful. Um, Taylor Kitsch, I think, is Gambit, which is a further proof of how bad it is. Um, and then the Wolverine is fantastic until the third act. They destroy Silver Samurai in such a horrible, horrible way. Um, but the rest of the movie, I love the Wolverine up until the third act. And then here comes Logan. And everyone's afraid. Everyone's worried. Is it going to be bad? James Mangold creates this masterful story, casts this little girl, Daphne Keene, as Laura. Just uh, amazing. Who is so fantastic. It brings Patrick Stewart in for what is, without any question, the most emotional character in a comic book movie. Like I've never been so invested in a character in one of these comic book movies as I am with uh, Professor X in this film. Um, and then you have these little things. Stephen Merchant as Caliban, who is fantastic. I like Stephen Merchant a lot anyways, but he's great. Boyd Holbrook as Pierce is really good. Um, you know, you just get the story that is very compelling. Um, and then there's that weird curveball of an ending when you, you know, you don't expect... <sighs> the real villain to be who the real villain ends up being like, you know what I mean? Like who he, who his rivalry is going to be. And there's so many little things I can't even, even though we give a spoiler warning since the movie's just about a year old, I'm still going to save some things. So if you have skipped Logan, don't worry. I'm not going to spoil it, but I plan to rewatch it soon. And specifically I plan to watch the Noir version, the black and white, um, because right. I just think it's going to add so much because this film has so much emotion, so much, it's totally amazing, and and I was a little worried when they decided to make it R that they were only gonna just go, you know, go Deadpool and have him being like silly or whatever, and that's not how he used the R at all. One, it made Wolverine the violent character that he should have always been because he is a violent character. Um, you know, those claws are not made of butter; like they are. <laughs> ripping people to shreds and you see that in this movie and it's not done to excess but it's used effectively and then uh he does curse he's he's a hard-edged character he's not you know some he's not gonna you know be tiptoeing around to to worried about your feelings and if he's gonna upset you um the only part of the r that i didn't think was necessary is when he's driving the limo and the bride's the, the bridesmaid or the bride flashes him that, oh yeah, that's the only thing that's not uh, necessary. That was, yeah, it's, yeah, it was. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it, I mean, it's not excessive again, but it's still like that. That didn't need to be in this movie though. Like Wolverine, had it been like Jean Grey, you know, and Wolverine like having like uh, this passionate like sex dream or something, I would have been like, well, at least that's justified because we know how much Logan loves Jean Grey. But like that bride, she's not even necessary to the story at all. Like it, it, it is a just to show that I guess he's a limo driver, but other than that didn't need to be there so but logan is a great example of what a comic book movie can be without it falling into the tropes of a superhero movie you know because it's not it is so many other things and when when what hugh jackman did for that character even through bad movies mind you bad movies and he still maintained a great character through all of them i don't think any portrayal 
he has done has been bad. Again, he's been surrounded by some crap. You know, we have Last Stand and the Wolverine Origins that are both awful um, by many people's standards, especially, again, I've already defended Last Stand once, but realistically, there's a lot of flaws in that movie. But Hugh Jackman has been a, like, the standing, like, high point of the X-Men franchise, and Logan could not have been a better send-off for that character. So, Logan's my number one. It's a great pick. I didn't make my main list, obviously, but... And and I don't know that you mentioned the reference of the end references. They have the X Men published books and that little in you know jab. Yeah. Oh at, yeah. I love that. What they exaggerate and I mean that works so perfectly because it's right. I mean, there's the fictionalized version versus versus the stuff that he's lived in, and we know you know it's very meta, very. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It, yeah. It and uh, where I mean. Daphne Keene, again, I am in awe of all these young performers yeah. that just, and then when she starts going off to, uh, on him in Spanish, I was, <laughs> yes. oh. yeah, loved it. So many great parts. And I am curious if this is going to be Corey's number one. It is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so I was intrigued by this from the first trailer i saw um and bill and i went to see it and it just blew me away and i was it matt on one of on the interview episode that he said that it didn't feel like a comic book movie oh yeah i I could say i could see something like that and i totally agree i uh i think that hugh jackman was just perfect and i did love you know i I just thought it was awesome. I don't have much to add. Um, I the surpri- the ending was surprising to me. I know that we're tiptoeing around in- around it. It probably shouldn't have been surprising, but yeah, I just mm, I loved it so much. Agreed. Uh, uh, you know, and I'm glad I didn't have to watch the other ones to be able to enjoy it. <laughs> if any, I think I think you would have enjoyed it more. Only because you were like, how did it start so bad and get to this? Like, how did it start with <laughs> X-Men Origins? Like, because that movie, I own all of the X-Men movies except for Age of Apocalypse, I think. I think it's the only one I currently don't own. And I'm pretty sure I've never watched my copy of X-Men Origins. I, I bought it because I'm a freaking completionist and I have to have it because it's part of the stupid franchise. So, you know, like, I don't plan on ever watching it again, but it's so bad. There's so many things that are wrong with that movie. Um, the one scene though that I think is great is the Deadpool walking out of the elevator sequence and that's it. I don't know how they went so wrong after that moment, but that moment's great. Um, all right. So that's our top five Marvel movies, um, in honor of Black Panther coming out this weekend. Uh, before we move on to our farewell, let's go through some honorable mentions. Mike, do you have any you want to drop? Yes, I do. Uh, where's my list go? There's my list. Spider-Man Homecoming was on the list. The Avengers, obviously, Ant-Man we talked about, Logan we just talked about, and I put it on the list because I must be the apologist for Daredevil. Oh, really? I wanted to like it. I did like it more than people do. I I also, I watched it probably four or five times um, before it started to be like, like, you know, it's not good, but... I really like Daredevil as a character, so I wanted to. Yeah, like and I think that's what it is. I think that's what it is. Yeah. So I gave it more of a chance than other people. Yeah, and there's, you know, 
Nope, I can't even. Affleck uh, tried. Yeah, it, but Colin Farrell's bullseye was pretty bad. It, it, uh, it left a bad Colin Farrell taste. That's where mind. it all falls apart. Cause it's funny because I'm such a big fan of his current movies. Like, the, yeah, but come on, why'd they have to do that? Couldn't they have at least you know give him a little beanie or something? Yeah. Who's gonna walk around with that on, on their it's head? So bad. Um, it, all right. So my honorable mentions. Um, I had to throw Thor Ragnarok on my honorable mentions because I it's again it's very different and I love Taika Waititi so I wanted to throw that on there. Um, I also have the Avengers. I have Captain America: Winter Soldier, which I think was the first Marvel movie that wasn't in the traditional superhero kind of lens where it was more of a spy movie and I, I had such a blast with that film I haven't gone back to rewatch it but I really really like it um, I already mentioned Guardians I am an apologist for the 2004 The Punisher um, I love Thomas Jane as The Punisher so I, I keep that uh, close I do see that there are tons of flaws with it but I still I still like it um, I don't know why I, I just do um, and then I have three X-Men movies I have Days of Futures Past X-Men and X2 on my honorable mention list because I think they're all um, really good. Days of Future Past, uh, I think, is the best of the modern trilogy, which I guess isn't a trilogy now because there's a fourth one coming out. The I think it's the Dark Phoenix is what it's called. So they're redoing the Phoenix story, which destroyed the Last Stand. So let's see how it goes. But um, yikes! Mayday! Mayday! Yeah, it's it's concerning, and I there's no trailer, and I think it's supposed to come out this year. So not yikes, a good sign. That's even worse. Um, because, I mean, we have a Venom trailer, and they just started filming that like a month ago, so <laughs> who knows? Uh, anyways, that's my honorable mentions. Corey, do you have any? All I have is X-Men and Iron Iron Man. Hey, she's seen that's seven it. Marvel movies. Guys. Actually, I've seen, I believe, three of the X-Men, and I've seen all of the Iron Man movies, and I've seen the Avengers. So, actually, I had more to pull oh. from than you guys and, thought. And Thor Ragnarok, too. <laughs> yeah, and Thor Ragnarok. Which I thought would be on your top five, but it wasn't, so... Well, I liked some of it, and then I didn't like other parts of it. Was yeah. it you that, like, it felt like two separate movies? Yeah. The whole, all of uh, Hera shouldn't have been, is it Hera? Is that? No, it's not Hera. It's uh, whatever the crap Kate Blanchett's character's name is shouldn't have been in that movie. Um, it did feel very disconnected. Yeah, it was shoehorned in, and it's forced at the end. But um, there's good in it, though. It's still good. Uh, but, yeah, whatever. Hella? Maybe it's Hella. I, I think, think it's hella. Um, mm-hmm. It's hella bad. So, um, oh. that is our top five, folks. Uh, you can follow us on social media. I'm at Burke Reviews and Corey. At Corey R Star, two R's on the end. Michael. At Server Monkey. And we have a few different ways you can support us. You heard at the beginning of the episode um, about our Patreon and uh, the option to just make a one-time donation via PayPal. Um, if you like the show, we would love for you to do that. And, of course, you can support us without money uh, by rating and reviewing us on whatever st- service you use. If you use iTunes, go to iTunes and rate us and give us a review. Um, that's pretty much the gist of it. Uh, you can follow my reviews on BurkeReviews.com. Um, there's so many things I'd love to say, but uh, keep up with us. We we do a lot. So, you know, BurkeReviews.com is the hub to find out all the things related to what we're doing um, guys, thank you for giving up a few of your hours, and we'll be back thank you. Um, in a couple of weeks with another normal episode, but we'll have an interview with Craig Seibert on our next episode of Top 5 Movies. Mm-hmm. All Bye, right. guys. Bye, everybody. Bye. Peace.